0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Tractor Girls Talk podcast. My name's Katie Sandals and I'm a women's football columnist for the East Anglian Daily Times and Ipswich Star. I'm joined, as always, by a snapper to the stars. Well, the Ipswich Town Stars, that is. Ross Halls. How you doing, Ross?
1: Yep, all good. Um, We spoke last week that summer was gone. It's back. Um, you said you're going to be heading down to Felixstowe later after this recording um, because the sun is shining and it is um, very hot. So, um, yeah, enjoy the sun while it lasts. I'm sure it will change very soon. But, yeah, all good. How are you?
0: I'm good, yeah. I was going to say, if you are watching on YouTube, and, and do check us out on YouTube, you can see our faces and everything, um, The both of our backgrounds are just white with how bright it is at the <laughs> moment. Um, like you say, it, it's hot, it's summer, question mark? Yeah, even though it's September, uh, but I'm I'm wearing my uh, you can't quite tell, but it's my um, Women's World Cup 2019 shirt. You know, wrapping the tournament merch today. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, we've got another exciting pod after uh, our fantastic chat with Joe Sheehan last week. If you haven't heard that, um, Joe's got a lot to say about how the season's been going so far, his thoughts on those you know how signings have settled in. Uh, And there's, you know, uh, a bit more up to date information about uh, Blue Wilson's injury. Um, So if you haven't heard that pod, it's a really, really good pod. I I know a lot of you enjoyed that one. Um, Do check it out on the usual places that you get your podcasts from. That was good fun to chat with Ross Ross, uh, last week, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, always good chat. chat with me, yeah. I know, but yeah, Joe, is a great talker. He's a professional, isn't he? And um, yeah, we've we got to up our game today. We've got to speak more than we did last week. But um, yeah, Joe's <laughs> always a good chat. Um, I'm sure we'll get Joe back on on the pod again at some at some stage. I'm sure he's listening to the pod right now. So hello, Joe.
0: Hi, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, today we'll have a look at Tam's, uh previous game. Uh, that was Sunday against Chichester and Selzy. Selsley, Selsley. I'll get it right one day. Um, we'll go through that game. Obviously, look forward to the rest of uh, the games uh, this month. There's only a couple to go. because there's a bit of a break towards the end of September. But yeah, it's still plenty to talk about. Um, Ross, the, the headline from the weekend was five from five and not a goal conceded.
1: Yeah, what a start to the season. We have started as we go on, um, you know, with... Well, we've shown what we can do at this level. The players have stepped up, um, and yeah, five wins out of five, no goals conceded. Uh, that defence is a brick wall. Uh, Sarah Quantwell, um, the, um the you know clean sheet king, queen, sorry, um, and yeah, it's just a fantastic start. Um, and yeah, let's let's get into the game. I'm gonna. We've got a new feature, haven't we? Ross is painting the picture of the day. Um, Go for it, Ross. A long trip. A long trip on a Sunday. Um, to Chichester and Chelsea. I can never say that team. Chichester, Chichester.
0: Chelsea. Yeah, Yeah, you you say. it. I'm I'm
1: listening. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it is a three-hour trip on a Sunday. We left at half eight at the training ground. Did our pick up points as we normally do, picking up Joe at Colchester and all the other players at Brentwood as well. Um, we arrived. Um, after praised the coach driver. He was very much a character. Good old Philip, a proper Suffolk boy he was. Uh, although I know, I think he's actually from Norfolk, but he's got a proper deep accent, a East Anglian accent. And um, mm. he was definitely comedy gold. And uh, and he was very happy when I called him driver at one stage. He went, I don't mind you calling me mate or something, don't call me driver. My name's Philip <laughs> or Phil. Um, but he was definitely a character. And um, on the way home, Joe was having a little bit of a tease with Kieran because I think um, Kieran pretty much was the man in charge. And uh, Philip was like sort of saying, Kieran... And like asking, you know, for him and stuff. So, um, but yeah, anyway, enough of that. Um, yeah, nice little journey down. Um, a, a beautiful day, as anyone can expect mm. in England. It was a beautiful day all round, uh, very hot. Um, I did have shorts underneath my tracks and bottoms, but I didn't take my tracks and bottoms off. I just, I don't know, I was fine with just the trackies on. Um, we arrived we had a little bit of waiting time to, you know, the game to kick off, as you do. And then, yeah, the game kicked off. And um, yeah, well, let's talk about the game. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about the game. You painted a wonderful picture there, right down to what you were wearing. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a, a four goal thriller uh, for Town, but it took a bit of time to sort of get going, as it were. And Town could have easily sort of dropped behind a goal for the first time this season, um, you know, earlier on in the game.
1: Yeah, it was, um, you know, the first half. I was trying to protect myself from the sun. I was trying to stay in the shade. Um, I, you know, I just weren't expo- I didn't bring any, you know, sun lotion or anything, so I couldn't really protect myself. You don't expect that when you hit September. Yep, sun's gone. Mm. Um, and maybe that's what maybe was a big thing in the first half for both players, uh, both teams, because of the heat. Um, but yeah, yeah, the the home side they lead, took the lead. Um, thankfully, we didn't concede, um, that's going to be the big talking point going into a game if when we do concede a first goal, because we haven't conceded a goal for a very long time in a competitive fixture.
0: Mm. So that'll be
1: the interesting thing is how are we going to bounce back if we concede and then we, you know, can we go on to then score and then take the lead ourselves? Um, but, you know, fair play to them. They, they went at us in the first half, uh, made a few chances, but then we could have been two or three up, up in the first half ourselves. We had a, a few chances. Matty Biggs had a fantastic volley that hit the bar. Um and then yeah, it was um was
0: it a really good first
1: in the yeah. second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was saying when I walked over to the bench and sort of said, We better score in this second half. <laughs> I've not come all this way to see a goalless draw. Um and you know, to be fair, I don't expect goalless draws in, in these sort of games because um we're very much like I know the last two games have been one 0 wins. So um, you know, we at our goal fest, but um all, there's always chances, always entertainment.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, we'll talk about One particular player who was just unreal, um, which is an obvious person, Sophie Pesquet, just three assists, didn't stop going, not in minutes engine, fantastic performance from her, and also some other names to mention, but I'll let you sort of segue into that.
0: I do love the fact that you, you go up to the bench, the club photographer, and you go, Guys, I need some goals. What are you playing at? You know, you're not out on the pitch. You tell them, and they provide.
1: Well I don't I don't sat directly to the players. I probably just sat to Kieran and, and then maybe someone else on the bench so don't go to the players. Come on, what's going on, girls? Like, why aren't you scored yet? What have I got um, to
0: take a picture of, guys? Come yeah. on.
1: Um But then in a way, I'm gonna bring my photography nounce here. I didn't really want probably any goals that first half because the sun was just directly in my, you know, my lens and stuff, so the pictures wouldn't looked that so good if they did score and they celebrated. So in a way I was like, in a way, happy and then I moved. And what I actually I actually situated myself different. Normally I'm on mm. behind the goal or side on, but I was actually right next to the bench because that was the only shade where the you know for the game. Mm. That's where all the fans were as well. There's some fans behind the goal. Fair play to them to be in the sunshine. Um but I just decided nope, I don't fancy being very hot and bothered and we've got a long journey home. I know they're playing a game of football in this heat, but I thought no I'm just gonna situate myself here, get some nice shots of the bench, get some nice shots of the defence and goalkeeper for once. Um And then, yeah, they provided with four goals, which was um, very much needed because um, I needed some some more action shots.
0: (laughs) So let's talk through those goals then. Um, It it was um, Maddie Biggs who uh, kicked off the the goal-scoring run in that second half. Um, she, She almost scored in the first half but didn't quite get there. And then it was, you know, all guns blazing from that point on. Tash made it two very quickly after that. Yeah. Um Zoe Barrett with the third. Um and then it it was that's it was Sophie Peskett linking it with Lucy O'Brien for that final goal of the game in the last few minutes. Which of those goals impressed you the most, Ross?
1: Oh god, I wish I watched the highlights back before coming on. Um probably Zoe Barrett's goal. Mm. I think that was um, a good good play, and then for her to keep her composure and um slot past the goalkeeper. Um, pretty much, I, that was in my Zoom, just watching that through my camera, and I was thinking, yeah, she's going to slot this home, and she did. Um, I think all goals, all the goals, are pretty finished well. Um, good header from Maddie Biggs, um, and it's good that we're you know everyone's scoring for all the positions. Um, Lucio O'Brien, she you know she's back after a few games. She was away from, she went on holiday, um, and she's back. You know she scored that unbelievable goal against Hounslow. And, you know, this is her first game back, and she came off the bench, and she's just pure class, Lucy O'Brien. She did a fantastic interview with Kieran. That's, I think that's her first ever interview. And um, she's very quiet, Lucy O'Brien, but she she does all the talking on the pitch, of course, you know, that phrase. But um, I was really <laughs> impressed by her interview, and um, I want to hear more Lucy O'Brien on interviews. You know, make it happen, Kieran. That was a really good interview <laughs> with her. Um, but yeah, Sophie Pesquet, got to mention her. What a performance from her. Um, well, it's not a surprise really because she is a fantastic player but three um, assists from her. Runner sucks off all game long. And um, and then, yeah, I've got to give a shout out to Tash as well. She's proven that she can score at this level. Um, and then, yeah, Maddie Biggs as well. Of course, you know, her scoring her third goal of the season. You've got Tash scored four this season. Maddie now with three. Um, of course, you've got to praise all the players. I think everyone had a, a really good solid game. don't think no one had a, a poor game. I think everyone just did their job. Um, you know, Liv Smith wasn't available, so Laffy had to go centre back. She's played left back, centre back, centre mid this season. Miss versatile, pretty much. Um, and she bosses pretty much all those positions. Um, of course, Lucy Egan came on to then play at centre back, and then Laffy went left back. Uh, Summer who started again. Summer who's another talent coming through the academy. She impressed me as well. Um, and then, yeah, just an impressive performance all around. Four goals, clean sheet unfortunately not top of the league we're joint top of the league but on goal difference southampton keep scoring nine goals start scoring nine southampton it's not it's not fair
0: it's so tight at the top of the table because it could be you know one game you just ha- you you lose a couple of points at a draw and that could be it i mean it was very tight that way in the super league last season which obviously kicked off this weekend as well great to see you know uh, that being sort of televised in a way it's never been before but uh, you know it it can come down to goal difference. Um, so it's it's obviously important that Town do have all these different sources. You know these players who who can step up at this level and just you know absolutely go for goal. Um, because you know it's it, it's a long season. It's a season uh, as we you know we're saying that where Town are going to need to build up that goal difference if they you know if they've got a hope of being Southampton to the top of the league. because it is one. One team, just one team from two leagues that gets promoted, which I think we've mentioned it before. It's or, so, so tough.
1: Well, of course, you know, one thing I only recently found out, I'm sure you know about this already, but, like, you know, it's the Northern and Southern, they play in a mm. playoff, don't they, to get promoted. And it's sort of like, yeah. you all do that all that hard work. And then people don't know, that's what happens. You know, you t- if you win this league, you then have to play the team who were top the Northern division. Then you have to then play in the playoffs, then earn a right to be in the championship. But you think... You're losing that playoff. That means all that hard work. you won the league, all that celebration and stuff, and then you lose in the playoffs. It's sort of like, oh my God, they need to sort out that system at some stage because that is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's um, a very
0: tight system and it doesn't allow for error. And obviously, Town haven't conceded a goal yet this season. But, you know, some of those lower leagues, uh, the lower table sides, they're going to have to pick up some more goals against if they're going to beat that goal difference Southampton have got at the moment. Um, I'm just bringing up the table and, um, the moment so Southampton yeah the goal difference is 25 Towns is 15 which is still fantastic but it you know it puts them 10 down on on a team like Southampton who like Town you know won every game Town and and Southampton are the only teams to have won all their games so far this season in, in their league in the in the Southern League so it, it's going to be tight. And it's just good that, you know, we know from a game like last weekend that there are plenty of players where those uh, goals can come from. Um And, you know, if a player isn't available, there's somebody else who can step up and fill in that role quite easily. But it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough old season and it's going to have to be a high goal scoring one. And it's going to have to be one where they concede as few times as possible. I, I was interested in what you were saying. When they do, you know, it is likely that at some point they will concede a goal, even if it doesn't mean that they lose the match. They are likely, you know, the odds are that at some point they will concede. You know, and if they, if it's been a long time, how, how do you prepare as a player for that? How, how does How does the team prepare for that? Is that something they've been talking about?
1: I think they will easily pick themselves up because you know it, even if they just concede it, it could just be a consolation goal for the side. But that would be intriguing if it is the first goal of the game, and their players thinking, "Wow, we haven't been in this position for a long time." I'm sure they will pick themselves up. You know, Paige Peak, mm. she's at the back there. She won't be very happy if they concede, and she'll pick up the players and they'll go, you know, pick up the ball and go and attack and hopefully score pretty quickly. But it'll be interesting how they will bounce back from that. Um, but hopefully, we won't need to talk about that. Hopefully, they they can keep clean sheets every every game. But um you know, I thought this league. I thought we we're going to be away from the ten nils of you know Cambridge and all those and Norwich and stuff like that. But now we're seeing Southampton. Like, we are going to need to ask some favours from different sides. Like, come on, Low, don't don't concede nine goals against Southampton. You know, and stuff like that. Um, you just got to hope there will be teams that will give us some favours. But you know, I hope it doesn't go down a goal difference. But it could do. Um, and that's what I'm sure that's what Joe will be talking about, um, thinking about. You know. If you know Southampton are scoring for fun here, of course we can score for fun, but you know we're keeping these clean sheets. But then we're looking at the table. You know, twenty-five goal difference. We've got fifteen, and we haven't conceded a goal. But Southampton have scored nine goals in back-to-back games, which is not really good for this league. You know, you think, oh, surely you know they need to. I don't know. It's a big, a big talking point when you see your an opposite team scoring nine against a team. You think, really, this should be happening at third mm-hmm. tier? Um, and you know, I was watching. You know, Super League over the weekend, Um And, you know, there, there wasn't high scoring games. I think the only high scoring game was the 4 0 world at Man City Everton. And the rest <laughs> yeah, of all... I was
0: watching that one. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it's interesting that even at top level, there are, you know, there are some very tight games. Arsenal Chelsea games, one of them, 3 2, that was the score there. But yeah, there are games. You know, and Everton, have put a lot. Of, if you know a bit about Super League, Everton have put a lot of money into that side this season, yeah. and yet they're still losing. 4-0. But yeah, speaking sort of towns league, it's it's interesting that that's still happening. Um, it's not it's not a good advertisement for the game. It never has been with these sort of run over kind of scores. Um, it, but it is just a reality, and Town are going to have to produce more of those so obviously like later this month they got Keensham Keensham are one of those low-ranking sides that they could easily get another win like that against um you know and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to do you know six seven eight to try and get anywhere near Southampton again and it's it's interesting that that's what this this league like you say could be won or lost on goal difference alone yeah
1: yeah. I'm just I'm just hoping, you know, at one stage Southampton may slip up and they may lose against one of those lower-ranked sides or even just draw against them. Sometimes that's what you just got to hope for. But then, you know, I am don't want to jinx it, but, you know, we could easily do that. You know, we could easily drop points against a lower elite. You just don't know what happens on the day. Um, I'm confident that the team will do well against any team this season, but you just don't know, it, it, you know, games... It can happen. It's crazy. Um, But, yeah, we're going to... We don't want to rely on size, but at the moment, it is Southampton, Town are buying for that top spot. You know, we're five points clear now of Oxford in third. um, Six points from Crawley Wasps in fifth. uh, You know, seven points now from Bridgewater in sixth. And it's, you know, going down the leagues, you know, it's just... It's mad to think we're we're so far ahead already. Just five games. Um, But I think everyone's beating each other. um, And goal difference is not looking great. You know, Hounslow... Minus eighteen goal difference four games yeah, in, lost all four, it's not great for them. Um yeah, it's gonna be an interesting season and um hopefully yeah. it doesn't go down on goal difference because that will be heartbreaking for anyone involved if either side, yeah. you know, lose out because of a stupid goal difference.
0: Yeah, it'd be much better if it was, you know, on a points difference basis. And remember, this is a town that, side that's, that's newly promoted. They're doing incredibly well for their first season. A lot of unknown opponents or opponents they haven't played in anything but cup games, really, uh, and a long time ago at that. And they're doing incredibly well. And at the moment, it's, it's so tight. It's just so tight. It's fascinating. But it, it's yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Can imagine if it comes down to the end of this, that last match at the end of the season, which is mm. Southampton, the V-Ipswich?
1: Yeah, like, that's going to be... I think when we saw that fixture, you know, when the fixtures came out, we all knew that it's going to be a big one. Um, even before a ball's kicked, you're like thinking nasty. Last game of the season, at home, that could be the decider. Of course, mm. the big game as well, when we go to Southampton in December, that's going to be a big fixture because at, at the moment, that will be where the league is now sort of... Well, it's shaping up now in a way. After five games, yeah. it's sort of shaping up who's going to be the contenders, who's not going to be, who's going to be in that relegation fight. Um, but December will be an interesting game because, you know, at that stage, both sides could be running away, you know, like 10 points. You know, we're, how many points? Is five points clear at the moment. We could be 10, yeah. 15, 20 points clear from the team in third or fourth or whatever. So it'll be interesting that game. But yeah, the last game of the season against Southampton, it could go down. So who wins this game will win promotion, and that'll be in a way you, you sort of want that. But then yeah, also, you want
0: the drama, but,
1: yeah. but you want the drama, but then also you want it out of the way, don't you? A few games before the get you know, before that game, you want to like, yeah, we've got promoted. That that could be a nice day to sort of celebrate. Yeah, season's done. Here we go. Let's get into the playoffs. But I think a lot of people probably going. You know what? Now nah, let's let's do it for the final day, the drama, and uh, we can you know be absolute scenes if we do win.
0: Oh, it's the drama, Mick. I love it. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting one to see how those sides kind of face up in December, that sort of first impression of each other, these these two giants, as it were, of this league at the moment. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. So we mentioned briefly there the game's coming up. Uh, next game is a cup game this weekend. It is London Bees. It's the first time uh, Town have faced London Bees and have several of their former players... Uh, in the side at the moment Ross uh, the men don't have a good uh history in recent years that is when it comes to cup games uh this is the women's national League cup uh, so the league cup so uh, what was town's kind of history in this uh cup
1: uh don't really know to be honest. I think it's not been it's not been that successful. I think last year, or they didn't do it last year, did they? I think, um, because of COVID and stuff. I think they were trying yeah, to do less out. games. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they did one last year. The previous year we lost 6-0, um, which was not I think at the time, I think you know, the folk main focus was the league. Um, and then yeah. you know, that was just a second thought. And then I think just previous years, it's just been one of those things, it's just been another competition we play in um sometimes we get higher league opposition so sometimes it's a, a you know it's going to be a test for us but now we're in the third tier um i think it's now a competition that we we would want to win surely you know that's a, a couple you know cut cup to put in the trophy i know it's not the biggest cup in the world <laughs> not the most prestigious cup but um i think it's a an opportunity to have a cup run um keep the momentum going um and we're playing a team in our division um so you know you want to First of all, we're going to be playing London Bees next month in October, so it's a little test to see how they are doing. Um, how you know we've got, as you say, we've got a lot of um, former players who played for them. Um, I'm sure they're looking forward to playing against their old teammates. Uh, thankfully, it's at home. Um, I always like cup games at home because then you don't need to worry about travelling. Um, I think you know there could be a few changes. Joe may you know bring in a few of the squad players just to give them some minutes, maybe rest some players because that has been a busy busy start to the season um you know i think last week was a nice break for the players just to be on the training grounds you know after that gillingham game you had gillingham then you had cardiff and then a nice little you know week to have a little rest and have a break and then get into um the long travel to um just sure and selzy and then but yeah it'll be interesting how joe you know approached this game but um, i think it's nice to have a little cut run um I don't know how many stages there is in terms of which rounds. I'm sure this is the determining round, and then, then there's you know probably another three rounds, and then there's the final. I think when we're looking at the fixtures, I think the final will be played in February. Yeah. It's like the like League Cup or the Carabao Cup for the men's. Um, it's basically the third and fourth tiers play each other, don't they? Yeah. Um, so we could potentially get Norwich if they win their game, we could possibly Ooh. get Norwich. So we could have a Derby. Um although I say, that's
0: the only chance that we've got for a derby unless unless Tan get them in the FA Cup, which is of course a cup that Tan do fancy a little run in, um, as we've seen in previous years. Um so no, it'd be interesting if that, that did produce a derby, because that's obviously the only derby that any of the sides are gonna face this season. Um, that would be interesting, obviously, given Town's history with uh, Norwich whacking them 10-0 in their, one of their last competitive fixtures. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's interesting to see how that will go. Like you say, it's the first chance to see what London Bees are made of. They're mid-table at the moment. They haven't had the best start to the season, possibly because they're missing their great players that are now playing for Town. Um, of course, that that's uh, goalkeeper Sarah Funchell, um, That's Bonnie Harwood, and it's... Um, Liv Smith as well so yeah it'll be interesting to see uh to get that first look and that is down at the Gold Star two o'clock kickoff on Sunday if you fancy a head down there um yeah no that'll be an interesting fixture and then um obviously uh the other game this month uh is against Keensham like I was saying before this is one where town really need to kind of pick up a few more goals, if they're going to sort of start challenging that goal difference for Southampton. It's a game they could definitely potentially do that with. Uh, Keensham are like Hounslow, they're they're very low table, they're minus 13 on their goal difference already, um, having sort of played five games, won one, lost four, is their current uh, standing on that one. Obviously, I know Joe takes it all a game at a time, but I think, you know, we can obviously afford to look a little bit further ahead. And it, like I said, it's going to be one of those games where they're going to have to pick up goals.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they'll they'll know that as well. Seeing Southampton, you know, back-to-back nine-year wins. I'm sorry to repeat that again. But um, <laughs> you just think, oh, like, like how are we going to now gonna have to do that? We're going to have to basically copy that, really. Um, thankfully, they're both at home. As you know, I'm very selfish and I always like home games, definitely. Um, so back-to-back home games, the girls, no travelling needed. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a nice break as well from the league. I know we're going back to London Bees just briefly here, but I think it's nice that I've got a little break from the league. I know we're playing the same league opposition in the Cup, but sometimes it's nice to have a little break, go into the Cup, and then come back into the league. Um, but, yeah, it should be interesting. I want to give a shout-out as well um, to the to the fans who travelled to, to the game um, on Sunday just gone. That's a long way to go. And, you know, the, the supporters group and everyone else who went, you know, big shout-out to them because that's a long way to go on a Sunday um, of course, there was no game for the men on Saturday with Wickham because that got postponed. So at least they didn't need to worry about, you know, travelling to two games. But big shout out to them. They brought their flags. They were there in you know voice. They probably, maybe more town fans than the, the home side. So uh-huh. that sort of proves how good our support is. But big shout out to them. And I know Joe and the players, they appreciate their support. And um, yeah, it's always good to see the familiar faces and uh, Yeah.
0: Absolutely, you know, town going for, you know, big attendances this, this season so far. and Yeah, great to see that that's, that's replicated away. Um, while we're just sort of scooting back to Chichester for a moment, I didn't ask you, Ross, about our, our favourite feature, you know, Ross's uh, grub on the road. Um, what was the food like at Chichester? What what are the delights that, that fans should be uh, looking out for next time they head down that way?
1: Now, I... Of course, this is for the players and the staff. And I sometimes, you know, I sneakily get some food. Um, I think at half-time they were selling burgers, but I didn't have a burger um, because I was just busy doing something else. But um, at, at full time, there you were know, sandwiches and you know crisps and uh, sausage rolls on offer for the players and, and the staff. I spotted it before the game. I went into the clubhouse, had my um, you know my pre wii before the game. You know to you do when you do a long travel. And um, of course, I spotted it on a table, and I had a little little look and went, oh, okay, this is what we got after the game. Service station is definitely going to be needed, but um, I still, of course, took a plate, chucked in a ham sandwich, um, cheese sandwich, Strong. sausage roll. Mm. Um, but I didn't, I didn't do a dent did it. We had to stop off at a service station, and um, we went, we stopped off at Cobham Services um, mm-hmm. just when we got into London, and I went to um, a place called Leon. Of course, you had KFC. Oh, of
0: course, you you, um, you loved your high-class food this week. Yeah,
1: I, you know, I have KFC sometimes, McDonald's, but then the, like the the lines are just so busy. Um, and then mm-hmm. Leon, I just fancied I don't a Lumi wrap. Um, I, I had Nando's on the Saturday, so I thought I can't have chicken again. <laughs> I had chicken on Friday as well, so I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll be good. I'll have a Lumi wrap, got some chips with it, got a nice um, freshly squeezed orange juice, and of course some chocolate bars. So. Um, a mixture of good food and bad food for my um Sunday, but uh, can
0: you just out say? Yeah. Can oh. you just say what was in your wrap again? Halloumi. You, that, that that's funny because that's the third time you said that word, and the first time you've actually put an H on the front of it.
1: Oh, did so I just got aloba. Hello. hello haloumi, yeah,
0: so oh, yeah. fantastic. Well, um it's good to know that, you know, if if there isn't what you want, the service station will always provide. You must have seen your first share of service stations with town as well. So uh yeah.
1: yeah. You, no. you always make sure when you arrive you look at the sign and sort of see what's there. And if it's <laughs> if if you're not happy with it, you're like, Oh we shouldn't have stopped off here. But normally, you know, if 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 they've got the essentials and they've got a good like, you know, double H Smith or a uh, uh, Marks and Spencers and I like that, that can beat up your pocket because they're they're expensive in there. But um, just you need your essentials. You need your mac You need your KFCs. Hmm. Um, other other restaurants and thingies are uh, you know available. We're not promoting all these stuff. Uh, other chicken shops are available. Like Fernando's is other chicken places. But anyway, I'm going into a hole here. let uh, I,
0: I feel like we should be we should try and seek sponsorship from one or, or several service stations in the south of England. Um, if you are listening. Give us a yeah, call. Pick us up, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like you said, um, that's pretty much it uh, for today. Uh, Final cup game this weekend. Head down to the Gold Star for that one to see uh, Town take on London Bees for the first time this season. Like I said, it's going to be an interesting one, seeing how they shape up uh, with, you know, former players in the Town side now. Um, and then League is back in another week, back at the Gold Star again. Uh, we'll be back soon, Uh to, to share with you all the latest town news. Thank you for your support uh, from the, the KOA family, as per usual. Um, yeah, just left to say, uh, if you've got any questions or suggestions on good service stations to ETA, uh you can find us on Twitter. I am at Katie Sandals, Katie with a Y, Sandals with two Ls. And Ross, you are?
1: Ross Media UK and, of course, Kings of Anglia on all the platforms. Absolutely. Um, get in touch
0: yeah no fantastic and if you didn't catch that interview with joe last week do catch up because it is a great one uh and we'll be back soon
1: from true crime to football brexit to football, more great podcasts from archon
0: head to audioboom.com slash channel slash archon